0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hobo Thinga podcast. My name is Thomasina chukko Gillum, and I'm the project specialist here at the Native Learning Center. We really appreciate you all listening and coming back to our podcast. With me today, we have a fantastic guest speaker, Shelly Tussarelli from Turtle Plan Development Services, as well as a subject matter expert for the Native Learning Center. Say hello to everyone, Shelly. Hello everyone. Today our podcast topic is low-income housing tax credits and Shelly is going to be discussing what they are all about. Before we get started though, let's have Shelly introduce herself and let everyone know who she is. Shelly, please let us know where you come from, who you are, and what you do.
1: Okay, thank you, Thomasina. I am Shelly Pizzarelli, and owner of Turtle Plan Development Services and president of Visionary Ventures, not-for-profit corporation. I'm also a member of the Oneida Nation in Wisconsin. My reservation is near Green Bay. Uh, We have the Bear Clan, the Wolf Clan, and the Turtle Clan. And my family's part of the Turtle Clan, and that was the inspiration for my company name. Previous to starting my own company, I worked for over 20 years with the Illinois Housing Development Authority and they are the finance agency that finances affordable housing for the entire state. And I also worked in the Low Income Housing Tax Credit Department and actually managed the program for a couple of years. So the mission kind of by for-profit company is do these trainings and technical assistance to help tribal members and leaders to not only increase the quantity but the quality of affordable housing and to develop or expand their economic
0: development in their communities in Indian Country nationwide. That's such wonderful work, Shelly. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you've done for the Native Learning Center as far as webinars and in, in Indian Country?
1: Uh, I've done over 20 webinars with the Native Learning Center. I mean, the good work that the Native Learning Center does is amazing. This is such a great way to get this valuable information out to our tribal members. I've done uh, webinars on employer assisted housing, how to start your own for profit, how to start your own nonprofit, sustainable housing, and some uh, numerous other ones. So it's been a great venue to get this information out.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's a lot of webinars uh, so far, and those topics are certainly needed during this time in Indian Country. Can you tell us about what Low Income Housing Tax Credit program is and how does it work? Yes, uh, the Low Income Housing Tax Credit
1: was enacted by Congress through the Tax Reform Act of 1986. The Department of Treasury is responsible for the administration of the program nationwide. This is part of the Section 42, and that's the Affordable Housing Program in the IRS Code. The main reason for the program is to provide an incentive to private markets to develop own maintain and manage affordable rental housing how they work the loan deposit tax credit program generates a tax credit for investors it is a dollar for dollar reduction in the tax liability for the investor and what happens is the credits can offset the investors taxes over a 10-year period, and usually what, when the um, tax credits are received, then they're sold to these investors, and then they raise the capital, and that's how uh, they reduce the developer's equity that they have to put into the project and makes the financing more affordable for the housing.
0: Yes, Um. can you tell us how
1: they're administered? Uh yes. As I mentioned, I work for the Illinois Housing Development Authority, which is the state housing finance agency, so the credits are allocated to and administered by each state housing finance agency. They oversee the program by allocating the tax credits every year to approved developments, and they also monitor the compliance of the IRS regulations of the property. The eligibility is kind of based on tenant's income, and so also each state housing agency has to prepare and publish, it's called a qualified Allocation Plan, and what they do is they they have to have public hearings, they gather information from the community on some of the information that they may need to change in the Qualified Allocation Plan, and it also contains like the priorities that should that it talks about the application rounds and information that what needs to be included in your application. These Tax credits are highly competitive, so you know you need to really understand the qualified allocation plan. Each state's qualified allocation plan is available on online, so I recommend, I highly recommend you go to your state uh, housing website and download the application and start understanding the
0: program. Okay, so it does differ from state to state.
1: It, it did. It, it will definitely differ from there. Are a lot of the states. You know, work off the best practices, but each state will be a little different because some states may need more family housing. So they're going to direct the scoring criteria to family housing. Some may need more senior housing. So they may, you know, the scoring, they may give a little more points in order to get senior projects. In the same way with permanent supportive or
0: veteran housing. So it just depends upon what the need is in that particular state. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So how can those who are in Indian Country receive them?
1: My main thing that I can tell everybody in Indian Country is you need to start to know your state housing finance agency. Call it first, review the QAP, and understand uh, how they allocate their credit. Make that phone call to your state housing agency. Start building that relationship. And if you can, if you're close enough, or do a conference call, If you can meet with them, I highly recommend have your project, your information on your project together. Go to the state housing finance agency, have a meeting with them, let them know what your plans are. And a lot of times in Indian country, we don't only have one site that we're looking at, but we're looking two, three, four projects down the line. So if you can go in there and sit and say, you know, this is the first one. Our our main need right now is multifamily housing. So you go in there and talk to them about that project. But as soon as we get this one done, we need a senior house. You know. So meeting with them and they can really help you and direct you to make sure that you're uh, getting the right resources. And a lot of times, sometimes the state housing finance agency, they don't only use the Low Income Housing Tax credits, but they may have other resources that they have available. It's very important to build that relationship and start having those conversations.
0: I heard you uh, mention a QAP. I'm not sure if our listeners are well versed in Housing terminology so can you explain? Yes, yeah, sorry,
1: Sorry. it's called the Qualified Allocation Plan.
0: And what does that entail? And that's uh,
1: the state housing finance agencies will, it's on their website and in the Qualified Allocation Plan it will outline all of the parameters on how to apply for the Low-income housing tax credit. It will talk, talk about when the application deadline is, Uh, what their priorities are the scoring criteria what the mandatory requirements are because a lot of times you have to have site control you know there's a lot of parameters that you have to have done before you can even think about applying for low income housing tax credit and i do understand the low-income housing tax credit is program is very very detailed resource but it's very competitive and that's one of the reasons that it has to be so stringent and they have to review all of these projects on a case-by-case basis
0: okay so a QAP is is like a, a guide through the process yeah this
1: is their guidelines yep on how they allocate and monitor the low-income housing tax credit okay great
0: how are they used to finance the development oh the low-income housing tax credit finances
1: part of the total cost of, of many projects rather than the, the full cost but if you combine it with other resources then that means that's how the rents can be so low because you're you're applying on a lot of these resources that the developer doesn't have to have to come up with so that means their debt service will be much less so they can afford to have the lower rent okay and like i said there you know there's a lot of other financing that comes into it that we can discuss
0: what are the other finances and funds for the program like the types of them
1: some of them are um, your indian housing block grant funds you can uh, set aside funds to that annually And a lot of times i tell a lot of the tribal members that i'm working with that you have to review your indian housing Block block grant plan every year don't just keep resubmitting the same amount and say you're doing the same thing because you're not doing the same thing. You may want to do housing, so you want to make sure you pull funds out of and put it into the plan that you want to use it for some of your affordable housing. That's, that's one great, of the best ways to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip because sometimes we do come across people resubmitting applications and not thinking that it's the same, like wanting the same thing. But sometimes they do change the application process and the wants of the housing changes too. So I think that's a great tip to use during this absolutely. Process.
1: There are a few other, um, like I said, um, the state housing uh, finance agency, may have their own some different tax programs that they have for the specific state. Also, there's some home funds. There's state and federal housing trust funds. There's some other grants. Uh, Rural Development has loan guarantees. They have some grants for infrastructure. So you need to take a a look at a lot of these different financing resources and also there's uh grant programs through the federal home loan bank so you know do some research and make sure that you're accessing all these funds everybody else in the country are accessing these funds and we need to be accessing these funds in indian country also
0: yeah i see there's a lot of resources that we may not be aware of so it is Mm -hmm. important to do that research and that's why we have you here on the podcast because you know working within this department, I'm not well versed in housing, but it's great to know that somebody else is who has this information for our listeners. I know earlier you said that it is a requirement by the state, so things change from state to state but what are there other requirements in the development of the low income housing tax credit like uh, yes um
1: yes there there is a minimum of a fifteen year compliance period and during which uh, the residential buildings must uh, continue to meet its affordability requirements, you know, meeting those income uh, requirements and the rent requirements. If the project, there's two different credits. There's a 9% tax credit and 4% tax credit, but most everyone goes for the 9% tax credit because it's putting more money into the project. They have to do an extended use uh, agreement saying that they will uh, remain affordable for a 30-year period, which is great. Also, you know, each state housing finance agency may also have some other affordability restrictions in their competitive scoring section. And the tax credits are subject to recapture by the IRS during the first initial 15-year compliance period. So we definitely, you know, um, it's very important to have a management team that understands the tax credit program and these compliance issues. The tax credit investor, the one that actually purchases the credit, they're going to require that you have a third-party management company for the project for at least two to three years that completely understands how to manage the low-income housing tax credit property and all the requirements that are there. Your staff can work closely with them to learn how to manage this type of property. And then also your um, staff can take a class to get certified so that when you're on to your next low-income housing tax credit project, you should be able to manage that project.
0: So being the owner of Turtle Clan Development Services and you have clients who are uh, wanting low-income housing tax credits, what do you prefer or what do you advise that they go for? Is it more the 9% or the 4% or is it a case-by-case basis? Well. <laughs>
1: how we do it is uh, everyone wants the nine percent tax credit of course because this brings much more investment dollars into your project so that means you have to have uh you don't have to have as much of a loan and you don't have to have as much more gap financing you know to fill that you don't have to have as many grants or personal loans you know those types of things so everyone really wants the nine percent but it's highly competitive so they may re- can work, so if you have those funds available, I do recommend looking at the 4% project, you know, try to do a 4% tax credit project.
0: Yes, I heard you speak about, like, the process of decision-making and the levels that it has to go through. So, who exactly are the key players uh, in the low-income housing tax credit or the roles of the team members?
1: One thing I can't stress enough is if you're going to try and take on a project like a low income housing tax credit project, you have to have the best development team you can put together. If you don't have the right team, you will never get the project from beginning to end. And the first thing is you have a developer, a great developer. And a lot of times in the, when you're working in Indian Country, the Housing Authority or an arm of the Housing Authority, you would have to have like a development arm from the uh, Housing Authority or the tribal, an arm, economic development arm of the tribe that will be co-developer. Because you don't want to try doing one of these on your own, and then you would joint venture with another developer in your state or someone that knows how to work with your state housing finance agency. So you would be co-developer. And the developers are responsible for the development, for the financing, making sure that the construction com- gets completed, facing that project in service, and making sure that you're getting qualified records, there's a cost certification at the end, and then tax credits that the investor gets is called an 8609. And that's what they will use to, when they file their taxes annually. So you want to make sure that you're getting that 8609 from the state housing agency. And also the, the developer makes sure that the ongoing management and compliance, compliance is being done uh, with the partner. So um, what the developer does is, the developer is the one, so it would be, say, the housing, uh, the tribal housing authority and the joint venture developer, they will put an application into the state, they will receive the credit, and what they do then, they will sell those to an investor, and then they, the investor puts the money into the project today, and that allows the developer to borrow less funds. And then that lowers the debt service, and then that helps. That's how they provide affordable rent to low-income families. But that developer, you have to have a strong developer, and this is how you can learn to be a developer and start doing your own housing. If you can joint venture with a good developer in your area, and then the next person that you need to have on your team is a very, very good general contractor, because so that general contractor. It's going to have to abide by all the state rules doing contracting, uh, doing construction in your state. So you want to make sure that you have a a great contractor. And a lot of things we're we're doing in Indian country is try and find as many Native American owned companies as you can to help work on your projects because we have so many good Native American companies that are starting to work on the growing income housing tax credit and doing all these services in Indian country so we can get as many as we can, that's, that's fabulous. So the next thing is you want a good architect. And the architect is gonna to have to be able and willing to work very closely with the general contractor because um, if there's any issues, they need to handle those in the beginning because you need to do it on the plans. because once it's built, you can't go back and make those changes. So you need to have an architect and a contractor that can work very well together. And then also because these are such complicated projects and application process, you need to have a good attorney that can look at those joint venture agreements and also at the extended use agreements at the end and all of the contracts between the general contractor and architect. And then also you need a good accountant because this is an IRS program you will understand everything that needs to be done in order for so you your your uh, attorney and your tax credit accountant are very important pieces and then as i mentioned before that property manager that property manager that your tax credit investor the one that's putting all these money into the project is going to want that property manager that understands the program because one thing you do not want is to have these tax credits taken back Right. Another piece of this is your lenders. You're going to have to have a construction lender, and then you're going to have to have somebody that's doing your permanent financing, and then also, um, you know, if you're applying for any grants or um, any other kinds of funding that's going in there, you're going to have to have be working with those team members also.
0: This is such great information, and I love how you touch upon knowing those who are who are in this program or know more about housing who are Native American. I find that to be very important to have that support in those people who actually know about the industry or the low income housing tax credit subject. So I wanna know if you have any types of tips and tricks for uh, this subject, like going through the process or anything that you advise your clients on to help them easily navigate the process. Absolutely. For
1: one thing, you absolutely have to make that relationship with your housing, uh, your housing finance agency for your state. Start, you know, if you can go there and meet with them, that is the best way—that face-to-face interview and getting to know them, letting them, you know, have your project down, how many units you want, you know, and have a basic budget put together. You know, have a lot of that information together because that is the best way to go in, and they're very helpful. You know, they will say, and a lot of housing finance agencies that have a lot of tribal communities in their state, they want to reach out, and they do want to do that housing, but it's harder for them to come to you. (laughs) You have to go to them. And a lot of times, when I was working for the state housing agency, and there was a new developer or a new owner that are coming in wanting to do housing that never have done housing before, we highly recommend do not try on your own for the first time. Definitely, you need to do that joint venture with uh, another developer that has worked in that state, knows the housing finance agency, and can help put that team together for you to be successful. So, those are some of the two best things. And then also, you want to Think about your tax credit investor also, because you're going to be working with them. They're going to be in the project for 15, or for 10 years, for at least 10 years, maybe 15. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, that's a good working relationship also. There are a lot of uh, tax credit investors around the country, but Raymond James is the main tax credit equity investor in Indian country. I recommend going to their website and taking a look and you know see what they do and also give them a call it doesn't hurt to start building that relationship also and also going to be financing a project like this you need to start working with your local bank and letting them know what you're thinking about doing and start building that relationship because if you get those tax credits you know you're going to need to have that uh, you're probably going to have either a construction loan and then also a permanent loan so you're going to need to kind of know how much money you're going to be looking at, at that time too so building the relationships is very important and these projects do take time from beginning to end it can be a two-year process so you got to really start uh you know thinking about these projects ahead of time and you have to give yourself enough time between you know, once you find out when the application deadline is, you have to make sure you're giving yourself enough time and you have to have, make sure you have the, the some dedicated staff members in order to work on these. Because the low-income housing tax credit is the main source of funds that's being used in the United States for affordable housing. And as I said before, these credits are being used across the country for affordable housing and we need to start using them in Indian country also.
0: Yes, that's beautiful. I really learned so much during this podcast in such a short amount of time. It's very informational. And I'm sure our listeners, their ears heard a few things (laughs) that they were interested in and the questions that you answered. I really love. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like to add? Because you basically answered all my questions very, (laughs) very nicely. I wasn't expecting all the information in depth. So I thank you for that. But is there anything that you would like to add to the discussion? Um, Just
1: that, uh, you know, I do totally understand that there is such a great need for affordable housing, for housing on almost every reservation in the country. And we just needed to all start working together. Um, Even if you're working within our state, and you know, within tribal communities, in our states to see, okay, how are you doing your housing? You know what? What? How are you financing it? And we need to start building those networks because you're like, oh yeah, we did this from housing tax credit program. This is how we did it. Oh, this is this is what worked, and this is what didn't work. This is the developer we use. This is the tax credit syndicator we use. You know, this is the property manager we use. So we need to start building that community within our state. Maybe within three. You know, just so that we can start getting that information out. I'm actually um, uh, another thing that is a big topic today is urban Indian housing. I lived in Chicago for over 24 years, and there's we have American Indian Center and we have an Indian Health Center. But the major misconception is that all Native Americans live on reservations in rural areas. Yeah. But we have <laughs> almost 40,000 Native Americans that live in the city of Chicago. Wow. So we are looking. We're looking to do the first urban Indian housing project in the city of Chicago because we have about 40,000 Native Americans and you know we need to start providing those those that housing and that, those services that's
0: very cool I love that and I love that you actually have a business that is dedicated to providing these services for Indian Country and I just want to say thank you so much Shelly You guys thank you you can uh check her out um at nativelearningcenter.com and also she has a fabulous business and obviously she's well versed in this subject so it is turtle plan development services and we will have shelly's contact available as well shelly can you give them your uh, business phone number or email address if they have any additional questions
1: yeah, please uh, give me a
0: call. Uh,
1: my num- phone number is 312-286-1737. And is there an email? Yes, it's Shelly.Cistorelli at com. I know it's a long one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Hobothinga Podcast. And we look forward to have other uh, topics for you to speak on in the future. And I, would, I just want to say thank you to our listeners, and make sure you check out Shelly at Turtle Clan Development Services as well as her webinars on the NLC website. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.